going on, y'all? It's your guy, Dope the Phenom, aka Trippy OG, host of Nick and 30. And I just wanted to know, did you guys ever need help with a personal event that you got coming up? Maybe you needed a personalized t-shirt. Maybe you needed some wine cups, because you know y'all like to drink and party up all days. You need help with a birthday event or gender reveal. Or maybe you just needed a personalized baked item, because uh, people like baked goods today, too. Everything that I'm talking about, you can get at this business, and the business is packed by bits, owned and ran by Megan Sanchez herself doing her thing. Make sure y'all check it out. You can go ahead and see everything that they have to offer right on IG. The IG is packed by bits. Again, it's P A C K E D B Y B I T S. Packed by bits. Make sure y'all get in tune, man. It's definitely worth it. Nick and 30, yeah, we back. Nick and 30, yeah, we back. Nick and 30. guy dope the phenom and welcome back to nick and 30 as of last night y'all already know what it is the series is tied at one and one go new york go new york go <laughs> you feel me we are back let me go ahead and get these stats up and all that for everybody but for right now we are one and one derrick rose went crazy he had 26 points Julius was a little slow to start the game. He only, uh, actually, he had no points in the first half at all. Then ended up dropping 13 in the third, I believe. Just started waking up, started coming back to his senses. It was real crazy. It was real crazy. But the final score of that game was 101-292. 101-292. And when I say that, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. But before before anything, before we really get into the whole gist of this game, I wanna I wanna really talk about something that I've noticed going on in these last couple of games yesterday. And I wanna say shame on the fan base. I wanna say shame on everybody. Like we were just allowed to come back into these games and we already acting up. You got the, this is off track. Like I said, this is off track. This is this is not even regarding the Nick game as of yet. I'm gonna touch base on that soon. This is going into the Wizards and 76er game, where you have Westbrook going in the tunnel, having a fan throw popcorn on his head. Like that makes no sense. I understand we passionate, but that's od disrespectful, and there's no reason for that. You're throwing popcorn on this man for what? Again, we are still in a pandemic. Like, let's not forget it, people. Just because things are opening back up doesn't mean anything. We are still in a pandemic. So for you to sit there and then throw your food on somebody is ridiculous. Regardless of pandemic or not, you should not be throwing anything on anybody. Then let's go ahead and talk about the Nick game. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I did see the footage that I did uh, that I did come into. Um, uh, actually, let, where did I see this footage at? To be on the accurate side, I actually saw it 
on uh, if you go on Twitter at the Trey Young. I don't know whose account that is. I don't know if that's a valuable source, but they have the clip up. It's uh, Trey Young at the sideline uh, via in front of 50 Cent and I guess whatever female he's with at that time. Uh, uh, first row at the sideline about to inbound the ball. And it looks like a fan literally hawked a loogie on him, which if people don't know what hawked the loogie is, it looked like a fan spit on Trey Young. Now, this is ridiculous. Like, if, if that really did happen, that is totally ridiculous. And this is not acceptable, especially from Nick fans. Like, we have way more decency and we know damn well not to be doing nothing like that. The whole world knows to not be doing anything like that. So, honestly, if you go look at the clip, like I said, I'm not trying to sit there and 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 go crazy with it but this really does need to be stopped like you have people throwing popcorn people spitting on people bro they're about to shut everything down again and I, i'm not gonna be mad if they do because that that is crazy nobody should have to go through anything like that like i get these people are you know carrying your favorite teams that you so love and dear but come on at the end of the day these are human beings too have some respect and have some decency but let's get back into this game. Main thing that we came here to talk about. I'm sorry I had to go a little crazy on that one. Because, you know, it just had to get addressed. But, again, this was a good game. This was game two. And, you know, Tom did as usual. He went off with Alfred Payton in the beginning. But in this game, Alfred Payton only played five minutes. 0-2 from the field. One free throw that he hit. His plus minus, he was a negative seven. And he only had one point. So it's really looking like, um, I don't know, we gonna we got to stop playing him at this point. Like I like now it's really on something looking like you have to put Elf on the shelf. I'm sorry. Like we have to do it because this is unbearable now. Like the fact that we had Derrick Rose playing 38 minutes and Elford, you only play five. Go to show you a long, long list of reasons why you don't even need to be in this rotation now. Do you understand that? It's not to come at you saying that you're a bad player yet again. It's just the fact that we have to do what's best to get these wins, to get this series under our belt, to get to the next round. And that's just the, the main factors of it. And everybody has to understand that. We have to do what's best for this team and what's best to get us to win at the end of the day. Again... Another stagnant night in the first half where you have the starters throughout the whole game. Just, it, it looks like we still have these jitters. Like, Randall started out the gate bad. 0 of 3 from the field. But he, he noticed already early that since he wasn't hitting, he started rebounding more, started facilitating more. So he did pick up on that aspect. But when it comes to the point aspect for Randall, he still had another bad starting out point. Same thing goes for RJ. He really didn't have a good start out like that. Yes, RJ did finish with uh, 13 points. He only played 25 minutes, which we're going to get into that. It's not like it was OD bad, but we're going to get into why he only played that short amount of time. So like I said, RJ only played 25 minutes, had 13 points. Like I said, it was a rough shooting night for him as well. 5 of 14 from the field. Two of five from three. Of course, he made his free throw. But he did come in through and deliver in other aspects. Had two assists. Had eight rebounds. So he did come to play. But also, he was in foul trouble, if you want to get technical with that, with three fouls. 
But um, like I said, he, he only played 25 minutes, and it's not like it was a bad reason why he got pulled out the game, but we'll get into that later on through it. With Julius Randle for tonight, he's our engine. He's our all-star, turning into our superstar, helped us get our way back into this playoff run. And at first, it just looked like he was lost, you know? Like I said, he was 0-3 from the field at first. He couldn't get anything going at all. He couldn't get anything going. But like I said, he came through in other aspects. He had four assists, 12 rebounds. Had pretty much the same stat line as last night. Well, not last night, as game one. But last night for game two, this stat line of the 15, 12, and four made a bigger impact because when it came down in the stretch, when we got into the second half, and we were coming back from that 15-point deficit that we helped uh, deplete, you know, he hit clutch buckets. He hit two clutch threes. He hit the sidestep going in to seal the deal for the win to get us the one-on-one -on -one score. He hit uh, big-time free throws, played great defense. Like, he came up big where it was needed in those clutch moments. And then on top of that, he just got... He's just started getting red hot in that third quarter, started really putting points on the board when we really needed it. You know what I'm saying? So that was great on him. Other than that, let's get into – we're going to save Derrick Rose for last because he was just amazing. But you have Todd Gibson playing 30 minutes tonight, huffing and stuffing. You know damn well, and I'm sorry to say it like this, but you know damn well Todd Gibson should not be playing no 30 minutes. But was it worth it? It was well worth it because we needed every bit of it. Three or four from the field, four rebounds. No, sorry, seven rebounds. Woo, he had four offensive and three defensive rebounds when it came to that. One assist. My man was plus, his plus minus was a plus 23 with six points do you hear that that plus minus was plus 23 that's because he brings that tenacity we need he brings that leadership we need on that defensive end and he holds these players accountable as if he was tom playing on the court as well being that front court leader that we need while derrick rose is out there being the back court leader and this was amazing. He came through to play. He came through to stop Capello whenever he could. They even sat there and got John Collins into foul trouble. John Collins, I believe, had three fouls going into the second quarter. Then by the fourth, he already had like five with like eight minutes left on the clock. So we got him out of the game early. Real early, real early, which was something that we we uh, which we needed because that was another offensive weapon that we got out the door. So we definitely needed that for sure. Definitely for sure we needed that. But like I said, commending Taj Gibson, man, to be 35 years old, 36, uh, if that's the age that you are, 35 or 36, I believe, and still being able to pull up these type of minutes and giving us the production you can within uh within you can uh within whatever you can do within your limits and you still giving us your all effort the league needs to take notice on this the world needs to take notice on this like new york we here we're a different breed we're going to give you everything we got non-stop non-stop man non-stop but the highlight of this whole game for me even though he only played 11 minutes on the night, 
but he did give us the boost here and there when we needed it and he gave us that spark when we truly needed it and shout outs to Obi Toppin the rookie out of Dayton the number eighth pick of the year that we had this year they had the MSG Garden screaming his name, had his mom shedding a tear in the stands. Growing up, being a Brooklyn native, being a native of New York itself, to come into the Garden, you help, you, you, you could say that you're a part of this team that helped get this team back into the playoffs. And now you heard all these fans, because they finally are back in the building. 16,000 plus strong were in the building last night. And you heard those fans chanting your name. That's the confidence that we've all been waiting for. And you need to keep it up. Because now you are starting to gain the trust of Tom. To the point where now I have stated so many times that, yo, if he don't get it together, you might as well just trade him. I'm not sold on him. I've been bashing him because it's like, yo, you got picked at a high level. Well, not at a high level. At a high pick. You got picked for being... A player that was 23 years old looked already NBA ready and it's like what happened throughout the year but like I said also through the final stretch of games going throughout the season before the playoffs your confidence started getting up there we started seeing the growth within you we started seeing the corner specialist that you started to become now we're starting to see that you're starting to attack the basket a little bit more but now we just want to see you push even more Push even more and do not stop your limits. Keep pushing further. This is what we need to see from you on the regular. For the fact that Tom is able to trust you and he was able to sit Randall out for a longer period of time than he normally would. Even though Randall did still play 36 minutes. But still, some of these stretches going down to where we needed to sit this man and we needed points. You came in and delivered. So that's good. That's definitely good. And keep it up. So, hey, if that's the case, like I said, everybody knows when it comes to playoff time, that's the real audition to see who's really going to stay and, uh, stay and go. So if you keep this up, man, we won't have to put you in, in a trade package, bro. I really don't want to have to, but if we have to, we will definitely let you go in a trade package. But keep this confidence up. You will be here to stay. You will definitely be here to stay. So do your thing. Do your thing. When it comes to Emmanuel quickly, though, uh, he really didn't have too much of a, of a crazy night. You know, it was a little little bit of a slump for him. He, he's, he wasn't having his normal kind of ways, but it's all good. You know, Atlanta Hawks, they did they, their research to know that when it comes to our Nick team, Randall and Quickly honestly do get off, and they do get basically almost any shot they want. So they've done their homework. You know, they came prepared, came ready to, to ball out against us, and came ready to lock those two up, especially because... They, like I said, Randall was averaging over, what, 36 points per game against them during the season. And Emmanuel quickly was averaging 23 points a game over the season. So they definitely understood what was needed to be done when it came to them. Now, the main person of the night, and yes, we're still not talking about Derrick Rose yet. We're still not even going to talk about Nerlens uh, Noel because he really didn't have too much of a good game like that. That's the reason why Todd Gibson had to play 30 minutes. As you can see, when it came to rotations, Tom Thibodeau was on it and he meant it that I'm going to play my best guys and I'm going to ride the guys that I need to ride to get this game 
and get this W because we need this win. This was a must-win game, and we got the job done. As of Alex Burks, he played 29 minutes. Going into the fourth quarter, he playing as the uh, as the point guard to give Derrick Rose some rest because Derrick Rose came into the second quarter and then played the entire third quarter as well with also coming in uh, coming off the bench in the first quarter. Uh, for um, No, actually, he played the entire second and third quarter after coming off the bench in the first quarter. So he needed some rest. That's when Alec Burks came in. Uh, excuse me, I had to correct myself. I had to really sit here and look at these numbers again to really make it make sense to myself is saying it because, like I said, Derrick Rose played 38 minutes and Alfred Payton just played but five minutes. And as you can see, you didn't see any Frank Nilakina in this lineup. So Tom did really mean what he said when he was going to run with his best guys. So with that being said, Alex Burks came in, helped the, uh, helped the unit, uh, helped the unit uh, drive what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? Re facilitating the offense, uh, running the offense, running the show, doing what we had to do, getting us on to where we uh, went on a 13-3 run, which would ended up being us uh, having a 10-point lead before the timeout came in. Before then, the Atlanta Hawks then went on another 13 run. So this whole game was just a whole bunch of back and runs, uh, a back and forth of runs and defense and stoppages. It was just, It was just crazy, like... If you didn't watch this game, definitely go watch the highlights so you can see it for yourself. Because the same way that I'm stumbling and bumbling on the way I'm trying to preach how this game went, that's basically how it went. It was a whole bunch of stumbling and bumbling just to get to this win. But we had to inch and crawl and fight our way to get it. Now, this is the big highlight that I was trying to get to before I had to break all that down. And that's the always, 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 that's the unsung hero of Reggie Bullock, young bull himself. He understood that Trey Young was talking. He understood that Trey Young said, oh, that crowd sure did get mighty quiet. What happened? They ain't making no more noise now. They quiet now. He seen it. He seen that the Bleacher Report reported it. He seen it pop on up. He seen it pop up on Instagram. And what did he do? He kept that receipt. Like all us Knicks fans been doing for years. Like all our Nick Flair, uh, Nick players and our Knicks staff and, and our Knicks organization has been doing. We have been keeping receipts and keeping tallies of the disrespect of all the little minor things that y'all say about the Knicks. And what happened? That boy came here to play. He came here to ball. 15 points, 31 minutes for the night. Five of eight from the field. Way better than he was in that game one. Gave us four threes in this game. Way better than game one. You get what I'm saying? Plus 13 for his plus minus on the night. His defense was impeccable. His defense was stupendous. The way he was locking up Trey Young, forget keeping him in front of him, he had Trey Young stumbling and bumbling, had Trey Young frustrated out there, had Trey Young ready to throw arms and throw balls at him and pause. No, I don't mean it like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had Trey Young and everybody else flustered, but he came up big and he meant, and he stayed true on his word, really, if you really want to come to it. He went on the post to say that I see this and I'm going to come correct. And he did exactly that. So let's commend Reggie Bull for showing 
that we need to start it up because honestly we were looking like we were gonna really lose this game and it took reggie bullock to really get a flagrant a flagrant one on hunter when he sat there and hunter was going through for a fast break and he almost beat reggie off the off the dribble to get past him and he like reggie just flung him got the flagrant run flagrant one and honestly that's what honestly impact the whole game for us for us next that's when we understood like okay it's time to wake up it's time to wake up and of course going into the second half in the locker room i don't know what was said i don't know what happened but from the uh, from the way kenny Payne came on to the interview having his little segment before they started the third quarter the way he was so relaxed and the way he was just preaching how you know we got to do better on defense we're letting people just get easy shots the way he just sounded so relaxed and his voice sounded like it was a little crackish like it was just cracking up a lot like he was screaming and breaking down it looked like they really chewed into these players butts to really make them understand like look we need to break this down we need to play better defense and we need to make these open shots and do better because if not like derrick rose preached before the series started if we don't play good they are going to smoke us so again we understood the task and we got it done now to talk about the main man the key factor the guy that drove us mr former mvp mr seven time all-star mr d rose new and improved yes new and improved d rose can play 38 minutes yes he was only 9 21 from the field he had two threes made all of his free throws with a total of four rebounds four assists plus 12 on a night but he had 26 points people he led the comeback to get us back in this game he sat there and helped us tie the game with that floater. He helped facilitate the offense. He gave us the willpower and that fighting drive to get back into this game to do what we need to do so we can secure this win. He showed us that no matter what, never give up and give it your all because you can still get this W in the long run. No matter what, no matter if RJ was hitting, if Randall was hitting, if anybody was hitting, he was making sure he was going to get a bucket for us, and you can't complain about that. To see Derrick Rose play the way that he's playing, to go from a former MVP, all of these all-stars, getting to the conference finals at a point, always making the playoffs, sustaining so many injuries, coming back to Minnesota, dropping the 50-point game, reshaping and reinventing himself to become the player that can come off the bench to be in a running and coming third or sixth man of the year and now being in this playoff run people been talking about you talking about this man saying that he's on his last run he has no legs and he's playing 38 minutes in a playoff series and showing that he can still run with the best of them put some respect on this man's name man that's the rose for a fact that is the rose for a fact and that's really how this game rolled man this game was just crazy because a lot of our our veterans put put their put themselves and teams on the back like they when i say that they're like just the spirit of winning just the spirit of coming together and understanding like we can get the job done never lose hope like that is the best thing that you could ever call for from a team of 15 to where every man on this court, every man on this roster, 
will give you 150%. You cannot beat that because you you do not see that on most NBA teams today. And that is the honest truth. But to sum it all up, let's talk about Tom. Tom, this is the best play we have ever seen you do when it came to your rotations throughout this whole game. You understood that Alfred couldn't get the job done, so you got Alfred up out of here. You understood that Nerlens Noel couldn't get the job done for a certain for a certain time. He couldn't get it going. You seen that he was getting beat on certain occasions. You got him out of there. Like I said, there's no disrespect to none of these players. It's just that he understood that we were on a mission and this needed to be done. He understood that. RJ quickly and Obi, it's not that they weren't doing good. It's just that the guys that had the hot hand at the moment were Derrick Rose, Burks, Randall, Bullock, and Taj Gibson. So he ran with the bench unit with two starters. And that is when we came through and sealed the deal. Tom has understand that you need to ride the hot hands more. During the season, he used to always cut them short or pull them out too early. And we always would question like, why? Why are you doing this? What made sense to pull this person out right now when we could have sealed the deal and got this game? Going back to game one of the actual playoff series, Reggie... I mean, not Reggie. Alex Burks is dropping 27 points, red hot. We have a chance to either tie the game or win the game. And you have him inbound the ball. That made no sense. But obviously, Tom is a smart coach. What did he do? He made sure he rode these hot hands today to secure the deal no matter what happened. He was going to make sure that he was going to do, do what he has to do in order to get this win. And he rode the people that were producing at that time. It's not that the other players couldn't get the job done. It's just that these players were coming through when it mattered. They were coming through in the clutch. And you got to love it. Like the growth of Tom, the growth of this team, to watch all of these fans go crazy in the garden the way it went was like it, it was something that I thought I'd never see again in my life. Like. I thought I would just have to go on YouTube and have to keep re reliving old Knicks tapes and relive the Carmelo days and relive the Patrick Ewing days and relive the Clyde Frazier days. Like, I get to live this now in my own time for me, for me, as a 27-year-old Knicks fan that became a Knicks fan in 99. You get what I'm saying? When I became a fan in the Hewing and Spreewell days, like, this is bonkers to me that I can I can really sit here and say we really won our first playoff game in in eight years like we we've we're really getting the job on like where we we weren't supposed to be here all odds were bent were against us they had us projected so low we then became fourth in the east we then conquered home court advantage home court advantage we didn't watch D. Rose become all of these things before, get broken up by injuries, reshape himself to get into the finalist of being 
a six to being the third in the sixth man of the year award. We just watched Julius Randle go from last year being a player that we wanted to trade off this team and write off badly, ready to get him out the door. To jump into being the all-star that he is today, one of the engines and one of the key guys and one of the reasons why the Knicks are even in the playoffs, the fourth seed with the home court advantage, get the most improved player award before the game started last night. And then now we still have Tom, Tom Thibodeau that started his career as an assistant coach on the Knicks. His favorite team was the Knicks. Yes, he went around to different teams. He went to Boston. He went to different organizations. He was the coach of the Bulls with Derrick Rose that coached him in his MVP year, their playoff runs. He coached Minnesota, got Minnesota back into the playoffs. Now he's back home with the team he started with, coached the team, changed the team to the point where we look like a disaster, helped establish a culture here. Helped a team, not even, got a whole 15-man roster to buy into his philosophy. And has helped shape and turn different players into what they are today. With the help of his coaching staff and Kenny Payne, Johnny Bryant, Mike Woodson when he was here. And those who are still there. With the help of Leon Rose in the front office with Scott Perry and Wild West. James Dolan saying, I understand the process, hiring all of these guys in one to sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to take a seat back and let y'all do what y'all do. To see it all unfold and to watch Tom get this team to where it's at today, if he does and still be in the running for coach of the year right now, there's no way he doesn't get it. There's no way this season is not a success. There's no reason why anybody should say the Knicks should not be hyped that we won our first game. There's too much reasons to not be hyped, and there's too much reasons why I have to say before I get into predictions, why we need to continue winning and run down when we get to Atlanta. Yeah, we heard you talking, Trey Young. Yeah, I got to get hyped real quick, folks. I got to get hyped real quick. Trey Young, at the end of the game, you see him talking. Yeah, we're going to see what y'all do when you get to the A. We don't care about that. You know how many Knicks fans are about to run and fly out to Atlanta so we can sit there and get it done? You know how many Knicks fans and how many New Yorkers live in Atlanta are or, or are in Atlanta at the moment right now so we can get this going? Man, y'all got to stop playing. Do you understand what we do out here? This is the Knicks, man. This is the Knicks. You know how long we've been waiting for this? Yeah, I understand Atlanta fans been waiting for y'all to be in the playoffs again, but... It's only been four years for you guys. Your team has been up and down, up and down for years. We have been bad as a whole forever. Man, listen to what I'm saying. We're going to come through ready to ball, and we're going to come through and be ready to smoke on something because we're not here to play with you boys no more. We got this first win, and we're going to keep it up. We're going to snatch this second one. We're going to snatch this third one, and then we're going to finish it up and bring it back home at the Garden and get the last one at the Garden and see y'all off, and we head into the next round. It's not time to play anymore with these boys. Like I 
predicted. I said it was going to be four or five, and I'm calling it. Like I said, I said Nixon four or five, five the max for the least. They already lost. So, like I said, Knicks in five. Let's get this work because there's no way they beating us. We proved it time and time again without with all these weapons. With all these weapons, you saw how Randall, he what he gave us the same stat line, but it wasn't as much in the first game. They only beat us by two. We see how they had the same amount of weapons. Then we started breaking down and cracking down on our defense even better, making sure we impacted more on that defensive side to get the fast breaks that we got and transitions that we got to lead to some of these fouls and some of these some of these quick points and some of these second chance points we we're getting we're crashing on the board as well. Let's look at that. Let's look at those factors. Plus, with Randall still having the same stat line, but then doing it to where it mattered most this game, look at what happened. We ended up still beating them. Let me see the score. It was, what, 101-92? So what's the difference? There's no difference. As long as we play these games and play the same way and lock down with our defense because our defense is what's going to win us these games. This team can't stop us with no matter what weapons they got. It doesn't matter, man. Atlanta is not beating us, and I need the world to understand that. Yes, we all know Trey Young is a good player. He's dropped 30 points a game since these two games have started. He is doing what he has to do as the all-star caliber player he's in. He is coming ready. He is showing up, but it's not enough because why? Our defense is ready. Our team is ready. There's so much you can do by yourself or so much you guys can do with just three of us. With just three of y'all. You got to understand. Y'all going against a whole 15-man roster. A big 15. Anybody full, somebody ready to pick up. Anybody slack, somebody else going to pick up the slack. We are not here for the games. We are not here for the bull. We are not here for none of it we came here ready to play and we came here to prove a statement that's why we wore our statement jerseys last night to let y'all know that we are here what's the slogan y'all we here we've been here and we're gonna keep showing and proving that we're gonna remain here want to know why because we deserve everything that's coming our way this year we put in the work we put in countless hours in the gym we put in countless hours in the off season they counted us out from the bubble they wrote rj off on different amount of lists the fans wrote certain players off I wrote certain players off. The media wrote certain players off. The whole league and the world wrote the NBA Knicks franchise off. So at the end of the day, we earned everything. We grinded for this. We instant clawed our way to the position that we have been in. And we're going to continue to do so until the wheels fall off. So at the end of the day, just join the bandwagon now. Y'all already been trying for years when we got certain players, so just join now. Everybody already popping out the woodworks like, oh, I'm a Nick fan. Oh, my God. Calling me like, hey, dope. Hey, trippy. You see your Knicks? Yo, the Knicks is doing good, man. Yo, you know, I know I be going crazy on the Knicks, but nobody want to hear that right now. Nobody want to hear that. And this is no subliminal to anybody because some people that have said this to me, I respect what they say. But some of them that do, that some of them that do also say it as well, I don't respect what they say because I know that you're just talking just to talk. At the end of the day, man, don't try to fully hop over here if you know you truly never liked the Knicks, man. Just like how you could be like uh, Tony Bradley, you know, that famous ref that hates the Knicks, the Knicks so much, that game, that uh, ref game one. Yeah, man, y'all can just stay like him. Just 
keep it 100. If you hate the Knicks, you hate the Knicks. But don't come over here because we doing good and we putting uh, the league on notice that we here and we been here. Because at the end of the day, y'all keep forgetting. All these other teams had to make drastic changes. We didn't do any of that. We playing with house money. We sat here and signed multiple veterans that anybody could have got, but they didn't pick up. We sat there and reshaped a couple of careers while doing this. We sat there. We sat there and showed that we had the same roster from last year that can improve and do what they do with the right coaching staff and the right developmental people and the right culture shock that they need with with player and internal inter, uh, uh, personal intel that uh, will allow everybody to coincide with each other. They understand the same mission, so. It's not like we did a lot. When it came to the trade deadline, all we did was trade for Derrick Rose. We didn't do nothing else but just go get picks and release certain players that we already wasn't playing in the rotation. So what did we do? Nothing. We sat there, still signed guys on one-year deals to where we still had a shitload of cap space. And what did we do with the cap space? We sat there and we used it with our Westchester Knicks team to help play, uh, help pay those players over there because they only see a certain amount of money. And we sat there and said, you know what? Let's pay our guys over there. Let's go ahead and make sure that they're getting their money's worth. They play good. Let's go ahead and compensate them. So you can't tell me that this whole thing that we've been doing from day in and day out is a fluke. All of that stuff is a fluke. And at the end of the day, us Knicks fans, the same way how we going hard on the Knicks when they doing bad, we, they have something to prove. Yes, just because they made it to the first round don't mean nothing. Yes, they have to win. They have to win this first round. They have to get out of this series because why? Just because you made it doesn't mean nothing. Y'all invited us to the party. Now we gonna show y'all why we need to be here and why we earned it. So yes, we gotta get out this round. They are the lowest seeded team, so we're going to get this lower seeded team the hell up out of here. That's how us Knicks roll. That's how us Knicks fans roll, and we're going to get the job done. There's no more playing when it comes to this. Like you see, every game, there's somebody else that's stepping up to the plate. As you can see, Randall is the starting guy. Randall is the guy. But when it came to game one in the playoffs, who was the one that was the top scorer? Alex Burks. Now look at top, look at game two. You got Derrick Rose. It does not matter who gets the ball it does not matter who is scoring the most all that matters for our team is can we get this win and it's and it's not even can we get this win no more it's we better get this win now we are in the playoffs, so i had to go ahead and correct myself on that tone and that uh train of thought that i said in that statement because it's like you know what we've been we've impacted and we showed that we showed the, the whole world that we belong here now we're going to show them this is why y'all should have never let us get here. Now we're going to show y'all why we're going to stay here and remain here. Y'all should have never invited us here. We're going to be here and we're going to grind it out to the top. The same way like the Knicks fans was chatting at the end of the game in the final two minutes when it came to about 48 seconds left in the game. They no longer cared about the game. They were chanting, we want Brooklyn. We want Brooklyn. The NBA will go crazy if they will be able to start a Subway series with the Knicks and the Nets. So in order to get there, we need to get past Trey Young and them. We need to continue with the going into it one day at a time, one game at a time, one practice at a time, one shot at a time, one defensive possession at a time. Every win counts every step of the way. So in order to do that again, we need to go to Atlanta. We need to go ahead and steal this game so we can get the 2-1 lead on them. Then when we get to game four, 
We need to seal the deal and let them know that they are not about to beat us and crush their confidence. Then when we get home for game five, we need to go ahead and say, you know what? This is the icing on the cake. We'll see y'all next season. It's time for round two for whatever team that may be, whether it be the 76ers or, or the Wizards. At the end of the day, we are ready. And we're not even going to jump into that series because we're not there yet. We're going to finish this series and continue to what we've been preaching all year. And that's take it one step at a time, one game at a time, one minute at a time, one second at a time. Everything you do, you take it one precaution at a time and you handle it with care and you execute, execute, execute. That is all we need to do. Play with passion, play with confidence, play with the tenacity, play with the level of standard that we have been playing with all year and show them why we are the number one defense. Show them why we can still run with the best of them. Shoot like we are the number five, well, not even number five, top five in, because I don't know that exact number, but we are top five in the NBA in three-point shooting as a team. So show them that we can shoot with the best of them as well. But at the end of the day, show them that we are bully season. This is bully time over here. This is the same type of team that I love and grew up on. They have recreated the 2.0 version of the 99 Knicks. Turn up time, it's time to get busy. It is time. When we get to Atlanta, we're gonna shut that noise up over there and look at Trey Young like, yo, stop making faces, man. Let it go, bro. It's no more time for that. For, for all that, next season, request a trade and come play over here, bro. Just call it a day because we're coming through. We're going to smash on Atlanta's games three and four, and we're going to bring it back home for game five, and we're going to get that dub and clean up this series and pack them up. That's it, man. That's it. But furthermore, you know what? We done with this episode. I see y'all at the game three. It's going to be lit. I'm too turned. I'm about to go outside and go play ball myself and shoot some hoops. We lit. This your guy, Trippy OG, a.k.a. Dope the Phenom. Make sure y'all tune in Nick in 30. Make sure y'all follow me on IG. Stay in tune with everything that we got to do. Make sure y'all also follow at Venture Season Network because the Venture Season Network powers everything that we do, man. It powers this. It powers Steelers for 7 podcast. It powers battle rap blog and it powers the actual venture season podcast itself for the for those who don't know well man so get in tune with all the sources all the shows all the people that we have make sure y'all follow everybody that is in tune with the network my from my guy kev easy to my guy chris sweezy make sure y'all get in tune with everybody that's here because we came here to work man again this your guy dope the phenom aka trippy og for another episode on nick and 30 man make sure y'all stay tuned i see y'all at the game three when we go to atlanta and get this dub and get the series the series league with the 2-1 you feels me 